It is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy. And I'm Kristen Detrow. Welcome back, Kristen. Thanks. What a lovely delight to have you here again. Because so many people ghost me after they've been on the show, and I think, oh no. Uh, I can kind of <laughs> see why, but <laughs> I had nothing better to do. Well, I'm delighted that you're here. Um, and we had a great time with you last time, because even, as I mentioned to you, my friend Bean, who is a loyal listener, and I believe has knows a thing or two about broadcast, because like, sure. like your husband, he's in the Radio Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and he complimented you and Jeff on your episodes. Because you did a great job. We're a little rusty, so thank you. Well, I mean, I'm known for knocking rust off. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> This is where you come when you want to get the rust knocked off. Uh, it's also uh, where you can come to hit the subscribe button on YouTube. You know, your husband said beautifully, and I'm going to have a word to say it every episode, um, a thousand by Christmas. Now, last time I checked, we were at about 708, which is a, a gain quite of, you know, since last time you were here. We can do this. So it can be done. And I figured out is that all of you who are watching are probably already subscribed, so you can't add to the numbers, but you can tell somebody. You can, you know, tell a friend, uh, ask them to subscribe. You can, of course, listen on the audio podcast apps, but especially on the YouTube and smash that button. For notifications. Uh, I did get a comment from Renee. She appreciates that we're uh, sensitive to her sensitivity. Okay, because I didn't know about Renee's sensitivity at first, and I pressed it a little hard. That first reminds time. me, Renee sent us some uh, photos of her new tortoises. Oh, fantastic. Uh, that we can show on the show if you, when, if, you know, at some point. I love a good tortoise. You love a good tortoise? Yeah. Well, then we'll have to pull, pull up Renee's tortoises. I mean, I could, we can start with that since we're talking, you know, we've got Mo, uh, the late Mo back there. For the longest time, our daughter Mia wanted a tortoise, and she wanted to name him Mr. Sweatpants. That's a great name Isn't for a great? pet. Isn't that great for a slow-moving kind of... But I would, that's funny that um, for, for tortoises, I don't know that they sweat that much. Probably not. I mean, I, think, I don't think they perspire. It was just a... But it's a great name for a pet. Isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can find my... Uh, Especially my... kind of a... I don't want to call a tortoise lazy... No. It's not lazy. It just does oh, what it not. does. Yeah, no, the, the way God made it. Are, are quite, I think, quite industrious. You know, because when you, um, it, Knoxville, or Zoo Knoxville, has a very well-known tortoise breeding program. So mm-hmm. if you want to go see lots of mm-hmm. endangered tortoises, or just lots of tortoises in general, they're known for their tortoises. You know, starting with Big Al, the Aldabra, who follows us on Twitter, by the way. Um, <laughs> and they does uh, Tortoise Joke Tuesday. So, uh, Al, <laughs> being Al, um, is known that, but when they're, when the food is out, tortoises will, will, will hurry. They'll, they'll make a beeline. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to eat their lettuce or whatever it is they have. So, what I'll do is I'll put them on the screen to share with everybody, but I'll show you, Kristen, that, um, here's one of, uh, Renee's tortoises. And here, I'll bring it over. Let me bring it over, make it a little more easy, because we were joking that you're going to have to do the whole show leaning over. <laughs> uh, and here's the other one. You know what I thought it was when you first showed it to me? What? That's wrong. It, uh, I thought it was a hand grenade. Oh. Because it's very, it's shaded. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's there we go. Okay. Tortoise grenade. Yeah. You know, so there you go. Yeah. And then she wrote, she wrote a little note about it. Uh, oh, I guess there's a movie that I have to, we can I'll play the movie too, but. Um, so she's taken over the Annie and Franny are the two tortoises, and she they love, and some of them she says can swim a little bit. So that she, not every tortoise will drown in water, which I didn't know that, but it likes to uh, wash them off. 
makes me laugh every time you mention me and that bell. Good job, Renee. <laughs> All right. I didn't know every tortoise would. I thought tortoises drown. would drown because they're land animals. You know, sea turtles well, that's and, true. and other turtles that live Snapping in water. Turtles. A lot of turtles live yeah. in the water. Yeah. Many, many turtles live in the water. But desert tortoises and other... I, I guess I'm, I'm scarred by this because I remember once as a kid finding a dead box turtle that by the water. And I thought it had drowned. And maybe it didn't, but I found it. And it was like, ugh, I pick up a, this... Look, I found a turtle, everybody. And he's like... Oh. And I'm a kid. And it was a scarring. It is scarring. It was scarring, yeah. I snuck a turtle into my dorm room my freshman year at UK. A baby snapping turtle, like this big. Yeah, yeah. And, and the plan was? His name was Isaiah Thomas, because the Pistons were doing really well at that time. Okay, you're a sports fan. Yeah. Sports fan. And, um, but then when, he thrived, but then I had to go on spring break and I couldn't find anybody oh. to watch oh, Isaiah I Thomas, so I had to put him back in the lake in which I found him. So he's probably fine. We can assume that, that he... I assume he's... He thrived. ...doing great and living off his pen, pension from the Pistons <laughs> and... Well, I mean, I think I told the story on the show that my father had uh, bought us ducks when uh, we were kids, and then at some point when the ducks got too big, we took them down to the Bronx River and, and let them loose into the water, thinking that they will now live happily with other ducks. And my father actually said, and eh, don't worry, uh, you know, Westchester County will come collect them around Thanksgiving time and they'll live in the winter in a barn. And I thought that's probably, now in hindsight, probably not <laughs> <laughs> a true story. Oh, uh, I think, I think, I think it wasn't. Probably not. Yeah, I hate so, to be the one to break it to you yeah, today. But. Yeah. So I was really concerned. Last time uh, when you and Jeff were here, I thought, you know, I, I probably overdid it. I probably franked it to 11 because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like, I sent you, I'm like, hey, here's your episode. And I didn't hear anything. I thought I was scared. I was scared that you were Oh, bad. no, I am the worst responder to texts. The worst. I'll get on a roll. So you might mm-hmm. hear from me like five times in a day. Yeah. But then you might not hear from me for a month. I'm terrible. My friends all hate it. Well, I thought, you know, that I had overdone it. I've given you too much me and too short of a period. Stop. Because, you know, you can't, you need to take me in, in doses, in moderation. You know, I, <laughs> I, I was worried that you, you and your husband had just overdosed. You are the easiest going. I mean, I calmest. I was forcing you to eat food. I made you take home a fig plant. You gave us, <laughs> you gave us a wonderful chicken salad lunch. Okay, so fig plant. We took fig home and, and planted them. This is, I showed a picture last week that you sent, of, or Jeff sent, of grand fig. Yes. Um, and we can show it again. But yes, the grand fig is thriving. Grand fig is thriving. I did walk out to the, you know, out to the corner of the backyard because you told us to put him like yeah. right in the direct sun. So he's yeah. kind of in the back right hand corner. The more of I read, yard. the more I, someone at one place said, make sure it doesn't get morning sun. Not that it, the morning sun is bad for it, uh-huh. but that means that in the, um, Generally speaking, in the colder months, you, it, it will be getting the afternoon sun that it needs. And it made the, that somehow is a way of knowing how to protect it from the winter. Is out oh, of the boy. M- I don't understand all that. I, I don't I know. I can't yet. make I'll any send, promises I'll that he'll nuts. be around by December. But Mulch it. Just mulch it and he's it'll be, and he'll be looking, good. He's looking good. He does have like a, a couple little like rusty spots on a couple that's of fine. his leaves. That's is not, that fine? Yeah, that's no big deal. 
Okay. Do you plan to come and visit your grand fig? Yes, of course. Okay. In fact, uh, I, I sent you a Facebook invitation, invitation for some event in uh, Ulua on um, September 17th. It's called the Fig Frolic. Where do you find these things? They find me. They find you? I mean, you know. <laughs> Frolic in the figs? It's Facebook says, hey, uh, here's something you might be interested in. Because you write, you search the word frolic a lot. No. <laughs> Will there be people wearing just figs, do you think? You know, it's certainly possible. You're supposed to bring a, a fig plant with you. We'd have to unbig No, no, them well, I'm saying, I'm saying, here's my plan. <laughs> Don't bring, you know, you bring an extra, if you can to afford. To dig them up. If you're an experienced fig grower, you're supposed oh. to bring an extra fig plant with you. And it said in the, in the notification, start a new cutting now so that it'll be ready by September 17th and you'll bring it with you and we have a white elephant a fig white elephant and we put these out there and they've got and everyone gets a number and number 1 gets to pick first choice of figs I love two, a good white elephant that, but I would feel out of my league at the fig fest well, <laughs> right now so I signed up for tickets on the internet and there was actually a questionnaire Asking how much experience you have figging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They wanted to know if I was an experienced fig farmer, or if intermediate, or just getting started, or just coming as somebody's guest. I don't know anything about no figs. You know, and it was like five or six choices. So I talked it over with my wife, and I put her down as just guest. But uh-huh. I went, I went intermediate. Did you? I think you could. Your Frank's was, got beautiful, healthy. Fig tree. Yeah. If you I, need a reference, I could say that you're a really good grand figure. Yeah. Well, do you oh, do you want some figs, by the way? Because I was out picking on. Um, so I'm going to go to this thing, and I'm going to and I'm going to bring. This is just fresh off the tree. Mm-hmm. I haven't even had time I to do. do anything. Yeah. Can I take a couple? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Thank you. Enjoy. They're delicious. So uh, this is just my fig picking bucket. Um, what I do is I put water in it, and then when I pick the fig off the tree, you know, hold it up there. Uh, when I pick the fig off the tree, I drop it in the bucket, and that way it splashes into the bucket and doesn't go splat. Oh, so when okay. I just first started fig picking, this is what makes me intermediate, not beginner, is I would, I would drop them in a pail or a bucket, and they would kind of, like, you know, ripe tomatoes. Uh-huh. So now I just put them in water, and they go, and they stay fulfilled. I want them to be. Oh, you can just eat them. I got more. Just, just eat them. Okay. You'll have plenty. So um, I was... Not planning to do fig farming on the way here, but I wanted. I thought, well, I want to tell Kristen and Jeff about the the thing in Udawa. Maybe you'll come. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'm. I, who knows? Maybe I'll get a couple extra cuttings, and I'll just give you one, and then you can put it into the white elephant. Oh yeah. Is, see, I don't. I don't understand that term. I thought a white elephant was like a yard sale item. A white elephant or a yard item. sale. Well, I guess a white elephant item is something nobody else wants. Yes. But why? But that doesn't. You make can do white elephant f- many different ways, and closer to the holidays, this would be a great thing to talk about. All right. Yeah. So this is just you can do tacky. Is it like you Secret can do Santa? It by color. Or, no. You can do. No, everybody. Everybody dirty, brings dirty um, a gift that is. Like you know, could go to anybody. Okay. It doesn't have a tag on it or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wrapped, obviously, and then everybody gets a number, and whoever gets number one gets to pick first, and then people get to steal, Stealing. but no more than yeah. two steals. Okay, but yeah, yeah. Like I, my cousins and I did it one year, and we all 
were um, we all picked a color. So I had cerulean blue, mm-hmm. and everything, every gift that you bought had to have that color okay, in it. That's and cool. You can do all sorts of things. All right. Well, this you're supposed to bring a cutting from your fig tree. Okay. And you're supposed to label it by the variety, so that you you know others will know what it is. So because I am now, I've decided I need to get a violet de Bordeaux, Ooh. which sounds exotic and figgy. De Bordeaux. But I was watching this, I watched these videos on YouTube of some dude saying that, you know, if you're not growing the Violet de Bordeaux, then you don't know anything about no figs. Okay. And I'm like, I... Let's get on it. So I got to get one. So I was hoping, you know, I could trade one of my plain old brown turkeys or, you know, one of my Celestes, which are kind of run-of-the-mill, not that Uh exciting figs. The kind you'd buy at Home Depot or Lowe's. You know, they're just... There's got to be somebody out there who can donate a Violet de Bordeaux. Yeah, but look at them. I mean, they're, they're fine figs. Uh, in fact, I can't figure out why. Oh, is this the violet? No, no. These oh, are okay. these are uh, brown turkey. But the, what's weird to me is my brown turkey has started growing different types, different sh- shades and sizes and shapes of figs. Has your brown turkey been... Messing around? Yeah. I, I think it might be a mutt. I think, yeah. I think it might have a I little bit maybe. of... maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the baby don't look like daddy is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know, like this one and this one, they don't look the same. You know, up close, they don't look the same to me. Right. Anyway, so I'm out there picking the figs, and I had an unfortunate fig accident that caused me to start sweating and get behind schedule when we're here to do the show. Are you okay? Well, I'm okay, but this happens to me a lot. Is the fig tree, big fig, is in need of being pruned. But okay. you don't prune it while there's fruit on it, obviously. Because obviously, right? Because you, why would you cut off unripe fruit? But oh. sometimes the tree decides it's going to prune itself uh, because I've pulled on it too hard, or because it's structurally unsound in certain parts where it's just it's too big mm-hmm. and needs to be trimmed back. So I, I see this fig, and I want it, and it's up there, and I'm I like it, I'm pulling, I'm, I'm you grab the tip of the leaf and you work your way up, and you get to the little branch, and then oh. you pull down, and you get to the medium branch, and you pull down, and you think, oh, if I just pull a little harder, I'll be able to get that fig, and it goes, and this limb. In this limb that's about four feet long and it's got all these branches just comes off in my hand. Oh. And I wish I could say that it was rare, but this is the, well, the second time it's happened to me in the past week. And then even on one of the smaller figs, it started to crack, but I, I used a rope to tie it and keep it attached. You know, I'm not sure I need you to come over and check on your grandson. No, I'm fine. Um, yeah, I'm very, but I'm out there, right? I'm doing the work. So... I'm now I've got this big piece of fig, and, I'm, and Kristen and Jeff are going to be coming over within the hour, and I'm like, what am I going to do? I can't just throw it away. Because as my lesson is when I'm figging and gardening is bury your mistakes. That's what I do is I bury my mistakes. <laughs> so we come over, and there are all these lumps in your yard. Yeah, so I, well, I'll show you. So I got the shovel, and I got the clippers, and I, I went out there, and I started digging a trench. And, um, and then I got the clippers, and I clipped the this branch down into, you know, segments of about, what, six inches. So that's at least eight, probably, actually, probably more than that, because then all the different side branches. So I probably clipped, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 15, 16 pieces wow. of fig out of this What's thing. an ordeal. And I, bar- I put the- dug this trench, and I just started sticking them in there and filled it in. So chances are that one of them well, might turn into a fig tree. Uh- this is how do I end up with 28 fig trees on this property, which uh, is because I counted the other day. There's 28. <laughs> Are there really? Yes. 
Okay. <laughs> there's twenty. There's twenty in the experimental fig farm, and then eight more around the property. I love that you have an experimental fig farm. So there's twenty-eight fig trees, um, and now if, if one of these takes on, that'll be twenty-nine, or could be who knows if they all take on, then it'll be thirty-six fig trees. But um, so that's what you do is you bury your mistakes, which leads me into a perfect segue. Uh, <laughs> yes. From BoneZones.com. Don't forget the S. You know, Dr. Bill Bass will be turning uh, 96. No, no, excuse me, 96 in two years. <laughs> but this year he's turning. He's turning 94, and <laughs> Frank will be turning 85. Yes, apparently. Let me get. I forgot to unpack the the goods. Now, did you get to see any of this stuff last time you were here? I don't think you did. I think um, we've got the skulls. I got the souvenir skulls. Would you like to see one of the skulls? Oh yeah. Would you like to see? One Dr. Bass just makes my heart sing. Yeah, you went. You stalked him. Celebrity stalked him. I've stalked him for many, many, many years. But where did you find him? Was that a restaurant? I, um, oh, like where have I physically stalked him? Yeah, at um, Lakeside Tavern. Yeah, and then you you had your picture made with him. Oh, in the in the cavern. Well, just I mean, on the in the sidewalk, on the, out in the front of the restaurant. Oh yeah, I said to my husband. My husband said, "There's Doctor Bass, and he knows I love him." And I'm like, "Go, go, run!" He was headed to his car with his wife. And I think he was your husband so, could catch Dr. Bass. I think you could, anyone could catch he Dr. Did Bass. He did catch him. Not that fast. But what I was surprised by, because I've never met him, I only know of him through yeah, books, reading movies, his books, t- and I mean, then, of course, through you. Yeah. But he was TV so shows. kind, and he just stopped and talked for the longest time. And That's fantastic. That book. Yeah, so uh, you texted me that photo of yourself with Dr. Bass. Mm-hmm. I sent it to Dr. Bass, or I sent it know. to his people. They printed it out and he signed it. And then I'm carrying it around every time. I had Perfect <laughs> Einstein Simplified show for like a month, you know, hoping that you were coming. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. The picture's starting to get, the envelope's starting wrinkled. to get soft. <laughs> but now we're back at Einstein Simplified. Yes. So anyway, uh, but yeah, you can have your picture made with Dr. Bass when you come to one of the events. We have three on the calendar in the near future. There's the uh, Bill Bath, Bell Bass Birthday Bash happening on Monday, August 29th at Cherokee Caverns. Tickets uh, are going fast at historiccherokeecaverns.com. But if you miss out on that, because there's only 100 chairs down there. So yeah. that's it. I mean, I'm not missing out. 100 tickets. And then they go. Uh, then we'll do another one on October 24th. Uh, it's called Bats and Bones. It's kind of a Halloween theme. <gasps> I want to do that one. They're all good, right? Yeah. And then the, uh, in December, we'll have Frozen Bones, which is we do with um, Dr. Al Hazari. He usually like brings the liquid nitrogen, and we freeze some stuff and just mess around. Oh, my gosh. And he does, like, so a science, cool. he does his science and magic show first, and then Dr. Bass comes on second. Fantastic. Or vice versa. It depends. Sometimes we flip it up because... You put Dr. Bass on first, and then he goes and takes his break. Well, <laughs> and for those of you who think this might sound strange, it's really educational. Yeah, I mean, you learn a lot. Yeah, that's what I love about it. Well, the one in August, we're doing uh, this is your life, Dr. Bass. So you're going to get a lot of me talking, uh huh, because they're writing up all this stuff that I'm supposed to absorb and and spew back about Dr. Bass's life and his academic career. And you know he's the third member of his family to have an academic building named after him, his father and his grandfather. So I mean he loves be- teaching, and that's what you're talking about. Is yes. You, no matter where you encounter him, um, it's all about teaching. And his books, whether it's the uh, Death's Acre, which is a nonfiction story, or his actual human osteology textbook where you can just learn 
every bone in your body, you know, all 206, I think, um, they're all in here. And or the fiction books, which there's still you learn something when you are reading about uh, the body farm and Dr. Bill Bass. And he's funny as heck, y'all. Oh yeah, he loves it. He loves making you laugh. He loves it. Yeah, it's a he's joy. got this cute sense of humor. Yeah, this is cute. Um, I think one of the things we're going to talk about in the um, in the stories, they want to make sure they get a picture of the the stove at his house because he's had to replace the the range, the stove twice. Um, he has his. He was boiling um, bones, oh. and they boiled over, and the stench. You know, was just you can't. Okay. So you that would be the hard part. Yeah. So his wife um, made him get new uh, get new ranges. So that's uh, bonezones.com. Don't forget the S where you buy any of the merch and get it autographed and get it set up. They'll also have the link for the events, but tickets specifically at historiccherokeecaverns.com. You buy direct from the venue. Is my hair? Is my hair okay? I think so. After the hat. Yeah, I think you look fine. Uh, I mean, I, I'm as vain as anybody. There's and I, a little I'm... something going on here. <laughs> you got to tell me. Well, no, I think you're fine. All right. I think you're fine. I was, I was I saw somebody the other day who, um, who had a chin hair, and I'm like, it was just the, the way the sun had caught it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, I want to say, I can't. We're not in a place where I can say anything. Uh <laughs> and then but in my, the middle of a podcast, feel free to say something. And later, my wife says, "Did you notice her chin hair?" I'm like, "Yeah, I did. I didn't." Say, and my wife wanted to tell her, and it didn't work out. Uh, you know, so I don't know if we ever, if she ever found out. <laughs> if not, she has now. But you're empty nesters now, you and your husband. Not now. I have 48 hours. Oh, okay. So you'll, I will cry right now, Frank Murphy. You're working your way toward uh, empty. 48 nesters. hours. It's um, it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. I mean, my wife and I have been that way now for a long time. Um, so when uh, we had house guests come in, her sister and uh, husband came in from Virginia, right? And they they feel like they're imposing on us. They're like, oh, uh, you know, thanks. Your southern hospitality is so nice. And, we're, and we end up going out. In fact, I don't think we have any food left in the house because we went to restaurants every night. Uh-huh. You know, we didn't buy cook anything. We don't mm-hmm. have leftovers. I don't have anything. Um, it's restaurant after restaurant after restaurant. And they're like, just so nice, and they're so generous. It's so nice to have adults to talk to. It's nice to have other, anyone to talk to when you're in the house alone yeah. all the time. So that's what I recommend is invite people over. Um, okay, when do you want to come? <laughs> I mean, I got time. Good Thursday? <laughs> we come back Thursday afternoon. How about Thursday yeah. night? <laughs> I'm seriously going to have to, uh, and I'm sure my husband Jeff is more worried about this than me, He's worried about me having enough to do to keep myself busy. Well, you could start a podcast. To not think, so I won't cry. <laughs> if I had, if I, if you could do all the technical stuff for me, I would. But it's not that hard. Really. I, I like just sitting here with you because you do all the hard work. <laughs> <laughs> but so, do you have hobbies? Do you do crossword puzzles, crochet? I mean, I do do crossword puzzles. New York Times, I love that. Oh, you mean? Oh, oh what? I didn't know. I'm excited. I, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Jeff I, and I both do. Oh, fantastic. Um, My wife and I do as well, and we race each other. In fact, you might want to ask Jeff the next time you guys sit All down right, together um, how he learned to do his first crossword puzzle. Okay, that's a great story. I'll put that on the list. Um, oh, hobbies. I like TikTok. Animals. That's a terrible hobby. Anything, I know. I know. And I'm so hooked. It's bad. Do you watch other people's or do you make your own? I watch other people's. 
Um, but I do make one I mean, of that's, my great... That's possessive, by the way. I know that... <laughs> <laughs> do, do, you, do you watch other people? But I'm assuming... <laughs> do you watch other people's TikToks is yes. what I meant by that. I got you. I do post ones of um, our Great Dane. Uh-huh. And um, I enjoy... We play... Um, we let Jeopardy get behind. We record it for like four months. And then we watch... We've been watching four a day. And we talked about um, when my wife and I come to visit, we can we can help you with oh, sit yeah. through a Jeopardy marathon. That we call fun. it Jeopardy. It'll be it'll be you guys against us. Oh, yeah, Jer, you, me, and we'll be a team, okay. and then against, against Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. He's good. You're saying he's good. Oh, so Jeopardy, we like. I'm more like uh, the Kevin animals. The Kevin Pollock character in um, She's All That. Do you ever see that movie? Mm-mm. Where he's sitting there. Kevin Pollock always cracks me up. He watches Jeopardy every night. And they want to know this question is something about um, the presidents on the, the Mount Rushmore. And he goes, uh, who is President Rushmore? <laughs> and he's so confident that yeah. he got it right. <laughs> and that happens. That happens. Jeopardy can be more funny than you think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're pretty nerdy like that. Um, we've started trying to learn about plants. We're really, really bad at it. Well, I mean, if they die, it's not as emotional as if, you know, your snapping turtle dies. True. Or, or Mo back there. Uh, yeah, if you, if you kill a plant, I mean, it's, it's a pain. It's, t- it's unfortunate, but, um, you know. And sometimes I'm surprised. Some of the ones I thought I had killed, they come, ba- they come bouncing back when you give them, you know, sunlight and, and water. Hmm. It's, pra- like, it's amazing. Back. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the peace lily. Like the peace lily back here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when you came in, I said, uh, just excuse me, I just need a minute to snip the peace lily, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> Which I was just cutting off some of the yellow ones that are, are and this has got a new flower that'll go, that'll go white up here. I don't know if you can see that. Um, that'll be pretty. Mm-hmm. So it's probably a little early, but uh, it know. looks like it's made into the painting. Like, I, I know. Like I kind of. I think that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's deliberate why I put it there. Uh, it was not. Oh, seriously? I, I tried this. To, yeah, I, I lined it up. Trying to make that look in like the it center. Was in it's, the painting, it should be like perfectly in the center of the shot, right? Yeah. I could have turned the piece lily any old way. You know, I mean, I could have moved it somewhere else. I, I kind of deliberately lined it up. Yeah, I like so it that, like that. Yeah, I don't keep it off the logo. Because the previous episode before you was um, Jody Collins, who designed that logo. I love that logo, and someday I'm going to, like, next time I come, instead of the plant being in it, I'm going to stick something tiny in there and wait till you notice. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like a, so you, you, that's something you can do like as an empty nester. You, and you can just. Prank your husband all the time. Oh, I put googly eyes on our plants in the house and wait till somebody notices sunglass, little tinies. They make magnets. There's a company that makes magnets for your plants. So they can wear little tiny sunglasses and it's yeah. cute. Oh. <laughs> I'm really bored. Well, when you have the people come over, you know, this, it's nice. Like I said, we have, uh, this is a chance to for some, first of all, the time goes by faster than you think. You know, you, you'll be wondering where the day went. You know, you know, just because there's always during stuff the to empty do. nest. Yeah, I mean, maybe, I maybe know. I'm, maybe my wife and I get too busy. You know, she sings with the choral society. She's been in opera choruses. I do all of the. I'm in the gig economy now, so I'm always doing something. Right. Um, so I don't take. You a, do stay busy. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not retired, and nor is she. So that eats up a ton of time. Uh, but when you know, when her sister and her husband were here, they wanted to go 
to dinner. They pulled in from Virginia, mm-hmm. and you know naturally they're hungry. My wife's excited. She's already on the whole afternoon. She's like, "Where do you think they're going to want to go to dinner tonight? <laughs> do you think they want to go to the Oliver Royale because we have a gift card for that that uh-huh. we got for our wedding anniversary uh, from our son?" And I said, "Well, maybe that's kind of a little you know fancy, fancy, expensive." Uh, she said, "Maybe they'll go to Culver's. They love going to Culver's." Okay, <laughs> that's a big that's a big difference. difference. So of course they get here on Thursday and they want to go to Culver's. As it turns out, but Perfect. they're like, "Oh, but we've just been driving, you know, four hundred miles, whatever it is. We we need to get top off the gas before we can um, go to. We really just need to get gas. And where's the cheapest gas around? Because they've been keeping track on the way here. And my wife says, "Well, supermarket gas, because we you, we are obsessive about buying gift cards to get the quadruple gas points." Okay. Are you in on this? No. All right. This, here's a, here's the uh, here's the deal. So. Wherever you're going to spend your money, whether it's Amazon or Best Buy or Home Depot or you know Zaxby's and Chick Fil A and um, okay. all these, not Culver's unfortunately, but all these other places that we we normally go to, uh-huh. whether it's um, restaurants or Home goods? S- supermarkets. Yeah, I mean Bed Bath and Beyond. We bought my uh, my sister had a birthday, so I sent her a Bed Bath and Beyond gift card that we bought at the grocery store because we got quadruple gas points. Ah, uh, makes sense. I so. So you buy a $25 gift card, you get 100 It's as if the supermarket treats it as if you spent $100 on groceries, and you get the discount on gas. Okay. So So you said... So we have accumulated enough gas points to save a $1.50 a gallon or some ridiculous number whatever, on gas. Okay. And we said, well, I'll go, and what we'll do is we, you pass the nozzle, right? So you fill up the first car. And then you then you pass the nozzle to the second car, and then you pass the nozzle to the third car because it's one purchase. Once you, you are know, you serious? Yeah, once you put in the discount, you got to get. I think it's sixty gallons max or something like that. Whatever it is, you can, it's only one purchase. Once you hang up that nozzle, so your if you discount, did fourteen dollars, that's it. Your discount goes away once you one purchase. So somebody pulls up behind you, you just stop the. Well, it's got to be someone you know because yeah, yeah. you're paying. I mean, my wife ended up paying for the gas for three cars uh-huh. because she put filled up her sister's car, then she fills up my car, and then she fills up her own car. Y'all are um, cheap. Cheap or ingenious. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wish I could say this is unique, but at this particular gas station where we go, there's people. We see people doing this all the time. Uh-uh. Yeah, you can do it more subtly. And they've even, at this gas station, even where the, the hoses connect, it's in the center. So it can easily... Oh, it can swing. So you pull, so yeah, you, we pull up, like we're both, like we don't know uh, each other, you know, like on opposite sides of the pump. And then uh, we... You know, I don't know. my hose? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> that gets a bell. <laughs> that was loud, Renee. Sorry. <laughs> so um, we, now... We've saved money on this gas, right? Yeah. And I'm, and I'm thinking, well, what's next? And Jerry says, well, now we're going to Culver's. So we all hop in the, the car, and we took three cars to Culver's. And it didn't even occur to me until we're like halfway to Culver's, and I'm thinking, all that money we allegedly you saved gas. just saved now, on gas. Now I would have thought, even I would have thought of that part. Yeah, now we're burning gas at three times <laughs> more faster. Did you get the cod sandwich with crinkle fries? You know, I think my brother-in-law got a cod he, he got cod and crinkle fries, but I don't think he got it as a sandwich. I think he got it as a plate. Oh, okay. I get the North Atlantic cod sandwich oh, good. with the crinkle fries and a Pepsi. Yeah, I'm, I'm hooked on butter burgers. 
to the point where I started when I cook burgers at home. I I do the I butter the buns. Uh oh. Yeah, it's good. Mm. I bet. Ah, uh, yeah, it's good. So, um, in fact, when I go glamping with the twins, um, I think I'm gonna we're gonna bring some burgers and try to butter the buns. That sounds terrible. Everything about that sentence sounds awful. Let's we'll get back to that in a minute. <laughs> I mean, I'm going glamping with my cousins who are twins. <laughs> You're gonna butter their buns. No, not theirs. I'm, oh, gonna, I'm gonna bring. Okay. I'm gonna bring hamburger buns. Where are you going glamping? Well, I'll let me finish the Culver story. Oh, I gotcha. Got it, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to get off on the glamping with the twins. Um, okay. T- tangent. <laughs> I have to save that for when your husband's here. Gotcha. <laughs> but, okay. But so I'll listen in. Now we've used three cars, and we come in. We finally get into Culver's, and it's crowded. It's dinner time, so um, somebody's going up to the counter. My wife starts scouting around to look for a table to save, mm-hmm. and I guess I am, you know, I'm, I'm drifting aimlessly like the old, <laughs> the old man that I am, and I start drifting in trying to figure out which way my wife went to find the table and put my umbrella down. It was going to rain and, you know, do whatever, you know, I'm, I'm not paying for it. I'm not ordering it. All the best I can do is, is hold the table. Yeah. That's really would be my best job. In That's this your scenario. job. Well, um, there's a mother and son who are sitting at a table right in the center and, uh, she's talking on the phone and they're waiting on their food. They've got their table tent with the number on it. And he's like, come to eat with us, sit with us. And I'm looking around. I mean, I know it's going to be a while before my food shows up. I'm like, eh, I'll sit down. <laughs> so I sit it down wasn't anybody you knew? No. How old approximately was he? Well, he told me he was four. Oh, okay. His name is Gianni. His oh, mother never oh. got off the phone the entire time. He's, and he's, a stranger sat down at the table. She's telling the person on the phone what's going on. She's describing the action. Like, you're not going to believe what Gianni just did. <laughs> so I want to know Gianni like when he's a teenager. So he wants to tell me that he's going to get a corn dog. And I told him, well, I'm going to get onion rings. I'll throw some your way. You can try to catch them. And he's, this is mind-boggling to him. And, <laughs> and then I start realizing, I'm cracking jokes about how that's, you know, he said, he's like, how long are you going to do this, Johnny wants to know. I said, no, just one time. I'll lose interest very quickly. And I'm just saying stupid things. And I start realizing there's a guy over here at this other table who's observing all of this and is smiling and chuckling. Gianni hit the jackpot with you. I'm I mean, sitting there talking, and you know he wants to fist bump me because that's what he, you know, his thing. And we, but I got to do it right. I've got to do the fist bump, and then oh yeah, you know. So I had to I had to practice and get it just so. Sure. And you know my wife finally comes over. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, oh, this is Gianni, and this is his mom who's on the phone. And then I'm telling Gianni, this is the rest of my family. He's like, oh okay. He at that point lost interest in me. I don't think it's that Gianni wanted to just interact, uh, you know, with, I don't know what the story was with Gianni. I think he felt sorry for me. I think Gianni thought I was a lonely old man who needed a friend, you know, not the other, and I'm thinking I I need to, he needs a friend, right? Right. So I'm, I think I'm being magnanimous and sitting down talking to some kid. No, and he, he thought he was helping me and he was, I mean, it was very sweet. And later my wife said, because I had on a, um, a red and white shirt, a t-shirt with bright red with white lettering on a big barbecue bash. And you can see my beard's getting a little white. My wife said, he thought you were Santa. That's what. He mistook you. (laughs) He mistook you for Santa. And he was just buttering you up. That's all it was. That's what was going on over there. He might have. (laughs) I'm like, no. He might have. (laughs) 
off-duty Santa. But he probably would have told you what he wanted for Christmas. Yeah, no, just, so it was all. Yeah, it just was about the the corn dogs. How so, sweet! But it Gianni. was a very very sweet thing, and I thought it was hilarious. I like that. So that was a uh, that was a culprit. My mom never got off the phone. The food, I don't like that. The food came. She ate the food. I, you know what? Actually, the last thing I said when when I was when I was leaving, I said, "All right, Johnny, no more fist bump." I said, "You be good. Say your prayers," and I walked away. Right. Well, when the when their food showed up, sure enough, they said grace. They said they said their prayers. Aww. And I, I didn't even know I'd said it. It was just one of those things I just said it automatically. Say, because yeah. what else do you say? I don't know. What else would I say? <laughs> and my, then my wife turns out is at the, literally at the table next to them. So the whole dinner, I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so they anyway. That was uh, my experience at Culver's. It was. I thought it was hilarious. The guy kid felt, felt sorry for me. Um, I'll briefly mention glamping with the twins. Yeah. For the Seymour Smokies episode that's coming up um, soon, um, or actually, I don't even know what day it's coming out. It might already be out. <laughs> for all I know, that's coming out <laughs> yesterday. Well, I mean, I've got to I've got to crank it out fast. Is what I'm trying to say. But but the day after we're taping this, um, I'm going to a place called Smoky Hollow. Outdoor Resort, which okay. is a glamping, a newer glamping place. Now, my wife and I went visited a glamping resort last year, and it's our second most YouTube video viewed. Second most viewed YouTube video is Jerry and me visiting a glamping resort in Townsend. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a gl- newer one in Sevierville, and it's got uh, rooms ho- like hotel rooms inside teepees and inside Conestoga wagons. You I'm know, there. with microwaves and refrigerators and uh, Keurig machines. And Wi-Fi and, you know, beautiful beds and sheets. In, but you're in a, still in a tent. So my cousins, my first cousins once removed, are twins. And they moved to Nashville to pursue their singing career. Okay. And they've got to, they contacted me and said, I don't even know what they call me. They just call me Cousin Frank. Uh, hey, we're going to be in Pigeon Forge to sing at the Listening Room Cafe mm-hmm. on um, the 17th, 18th, 18th, Thursday the 18th, and um, so that's already passed now as you're watching this, but let's, uh, can you come to the show? I'm like, yeah, I can come to the show, and then I wrote back to him, I said, wait a minute, can you guys come to Knoxville or uh, East Tennessee a day early, and we'll go glamping, and I'll put them on the show, because they could be my co-hosts for the glamping yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. So that is why I'm going glamping with the twins how and fun. I'm going to bring burgers and bison burgers and butter the buns. Is it too late to invite myself? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just very upfront about things like that. <laughs> I love some glamping. <laughs> so that's anyway, that's going to be fun times. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, of course, if you like audio entertainment of any kind, you can find that at audibletrial.com slash show, where uh, you can get a free 30-day premium membership, including the MP3 download that you get per month when you are a premium member. Uh, use our URL and it helps support our show and you get just thousands of titles uh, hours and hours hundreds of hours hundreds of years worth of audio entertainment that you can listen to 300 years worth I think is what they said uh, last time I checked so uh, enjoy that and listen to our podcast on Audible as well. Uh, you can support us with our Frank and Friends merch store like uh, Kristen is going to uh, buy. What Kristen's going to do is buy one of these mem- uh, canvas prints, take it home, deface it in some way, yes. and then swap it out for the good one. Right. Right, right, right. Um, or you can just get one of our luxurious towels. Now, after you were here, uh, my friend Avi, who used to do home shopping TV, uh-huh. she's, she's picking at the, the thing and saying, look at this. Do you notice how the color goes all the way through the fabric down uh-huh. to the bottom? They don't just, it's not just printed on top. This is a quality print job. And it is so, like, 
like baby soft. I don't want to get makeup on it, but yeah. it's so soft. So you get those at uh, and the cups and um, all the things at uh, frankandfriendsshow.com slash store. Kristen, you're a doll, and I hope you'll come back and visit us again. You're a doll, baby, and I would love to come back. That's a deal, because it's a lot easier to book people (laughs) a second time (laughs) and try to explain the whole concept all over again. (laughs) No, I'm in. Whenever you need it, I'm here. All right. Uh, uh, Hall of Fame radio DJ Jeff Detrow on the next episode, so be sure to uh, subscribe and smash that button for notifications so you don't Smash that, uh, don't miss any, smash that button for notifications. <laughs> Perfect, that was well done. <laughs> YouTube, so you don't miss any of our shows. This is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. And I'm Kristen Detrow. And we'll talk to you again next time.